If you have anything to do with Bitcoin, you must have been asked a million times, what can you actually buy with it? Well, today we have the answer. How about a Netflix subscription, a Microsoft product, music, or Uber credits? The South African company behind the CentBee wallet is introducing a new feature that allows users to do all that and more. It builds on their existing arrangement with tens of thousands of ordinary shops in South Africa, where you can put money into your CentBee wallet simply by paying cash or with a card at the checkout. And they also have an arrangement with banks. It all adds up to new possibilities for millions of people to use Bitcoin SV every day for things they'd otherwise have been doing in their national currency in a less efficient way. I talked to Lorian Gamaroff, co-founder and CEO of CentBee, about their new product. You're listening to CoinGeek Conversations with Charles Miller. Well, Lorian, thank you very much for joining me all the way from South Africa to England and to tell us about a very exciting new product which you're launching today, in fact. So I'll, I'll leave it to you to explain it. Thanks, Charles. Always a pleasure to see you. Um, yes, uh, you know, uh, we're very excited because, um, you know, for 10 years now, uh, people have been talking about Bitcoin as a payment system, as a, as a, as a cash rail. And, um, you know, in spite of all the hype and all the promises, um, it's uh, never really happened in that way. Uh, Bitcoin has always been complicated, um, difficult for people to understand difficult for people to acquire. And then once they've got Bitcoin, um, actually using it as cash, the, that's sort of been something that's been a, a rather elusive. So, you know, we're very uh, happy about, um, you know, the progress that we've made. Uh, our vision has always been to make Bitcoin a, a cash system. And uh, finally, now we've managed to close the loop in terms of uh, what people can actually do with their Bitcoin once they've acquired it in their, in their CentBee wallet. Right. So uh, last time we talked, which uh, actually was less than a year ago, you were describing the system whereby somebody can go into the supermarket and pay some money and that money is immediately put into their CentBee wallet. But now you've taken that a stage further with the utility of, of that system. Yes. So um, obviously uh, there's the, the retail integration, which would be where you can go and go to a supermarket and spend your Bitcoin. But, um, you know, that is quite a complex process. You know, we've been working on it for a few years now, speaking to brick and mortar retailers and e-commerce merchants, trying to get them to do a Bitcoin SV integration. But uh, that always takes time. And uh, one thing that we thought would be really easy is if we actually actually bundled value-added services directly into the wallet. And uh, that would mean that somebody could, um, without us having to now go and convince a retailer to accept Bitcoin, um, we could actually become a service provider ourselves or a retailer ourselves. So now what we have uh, inside Sentby Wallet is the ability to buy and make a, make a purchase of a whole number of uh, products, um, digital products. So, um, you know, if, if we were to go through the list, uh, there are things like uh, Uber vouchers, Google Play vouchers. Um, people can uh, buy electricity for their, their um, smart meter. Um, they can uh, buy air, mobile airtime, mobile data. And uh, so now, uh, you know, what we've got is a reason for somebody to have Bitcoin and not just for specula speculation. Um, you know, in Africa, uh, many countries across Africa, uh, people don't have an, a utility account where they consume electricity and, the, and then at the end of the month they have to 
pay the bill. Uh, what uh, a lot of Africans have, many of them, uh, most of them have, is what's called a prepaid meter. Now, uh, the way that you use a prepaid meter is you have to go and purchase uh, an energy quantity, so a number of kilowatt hours. Then uh, what you do is you consume that electricity, and then when you when you run out, your meter will switch off, and you'll have to go and uh, purchase more electricity to top up your meter. I think it's what we, what we call pay as you go. Right, it's pay exactly pay as you go prepaid. But uh, what uh, South Africans and Africans will do generally is uh, if they run out of electricity, they'll go find a vendor, and that's usually um, a, a, someone in a store or at some location. Then what they'll do is they'll make a payment and receive a, a, a code, a pin code. And then they will take that pin code to their, their prepaid meter, they'll punch it in, and then that will load the, the kilowatt hours onto the meter. So now what we have is, directly from your wallet, what you can do is you can choose how much electricity you'd like to purchase, and the, the pin code, or the token, is generated inside Saint B wallet. And then what you can do is you can take that pin code and punch it directly into the meter, and thereby loading your meter. So this has now created a digital payment method for something like electricity, um, which is, is very common in the country, and finally made it accessible to all the people who would be interested in doing something like that. That sounds great, but just for the purposes of really understanding the advantage here, if I was um, a user of your new system, and I had to explain to a user of the old system why it was so good, what do you think I would be saying? How, how would I describe the advantage? Yes, well, you know, if you have a prepaid or pay-as-you-go meter, um, they are, it, is, it is inconvenient because um, what you generally have to do is if you run out of electricity, you have to go and find a vendor that can supply that electricity. And that generally means, you know, driving somewhere, um, finding that vendor, um, having cash on you, and uh, also, uh, they are only open at certain times during the day, so uh, it's not uh, something that you know you can just readily have access to. So you know, digital payment methods obviously have a lot of convenience aspects to them. You know, you can do it in the comfort of your own home. You don't have to wait for hours when the vendors are open. You don't have to travel to a location. And for a lot of people in, in, in countries like South Africa, you know, um, travel is uh, expensive it's incon and inconvenient. So, um, you know, if we think about all the, 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 the great things about digital payments, you know, uh, there are a large number of people who don't have access to those digital payments. But with a Bitcoin wallet, being so accessible, uh, you know, not having to, not having the same requirements around opening bank accounts and so on, you know, it just makes sense to be able to provide a digital payment system. So I could basically keep a store of Bitcoin on my Centby wallet, and then as soon as I needed some more electricity, I just buy a bit more and get the code. That's that's right. So uh, you wouldn't only have to have it for electricity. Uh, you know, we do have uh, again all those different uh, value-added services, but uh, electricity certainly. Uh, is one of those. So the only difficulty about that is the changing price of BSV, because I might do well or I might do badly in, if the price changes between buying it at the supermarket or the corner shop and using it to buy something. Yes, that's right. And uh, I think that's a perennial problem when it comes to Bitcoin as cash. You know, if, uh, you, if somebody is going to be uh, holding Bitcoin, um, you know, they, they're going to hope that the, the volatility isn't too great. You know, I feel like uh, that 
that sort of problem will be less of an issue, you know, in the years to come. But uh, in spite of that, uh, you know, if we think about um, the the convenience, and also, you know, it's not uh, the whole idea of Bitcoin really as cash is not you're not really meant to have you know a huge amount of Bitcoin, but you know the the convenience that you get from it, um, and the 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 accessibility to it, you know, the ability to make that payment where you are in your home, um, I think that um, that is something that you know might sort of dampen the the, the fluctuations in in price. Um, just simply because it is so uh, much more convenient than the methods that I have available to them. Yeah, I mean, some of the services that you are highlighting uh, initially, uh, you've got airtime, which is to make your mobile phone calls, uh, data for your phone and electricity. So does that mean you've made arrangements with all of those providers that they will receive uh, money in this way or do they not need to agree to it? Well, what we what we found is that uh, if you were to go to every single uh, service provider, um, it does become quite tricky. You know, you have to have the same conversation with every single service provider, trying to convince them that there is a market of people out there who have Bitcoin and want to spend it. And uh, in the same way, when we decided to uh, tackle the acquisition of Bitcoin, we didn't go to every single one of those retailers. And there are 100,000, you know, lanes right now available in South Africa. We didn't actually go to every one of those retailers to try and convince them. What we found uh, was a specific um, uh, sort of middlemen uh, uh, um, service providers that already have integrations into those retailers. And uh, all we got them to do was to sort of switch on us as a as another service provider, uh, where we would be um, uh, using their their integration into their retailers. So we didn't have to go and speak to them. Now, we've done exactly the same thing with our value-added services. We didn't want to go and have to convince all the utilities across the country to uh, sell us electricity for Bitcoin, all the, the, the mobile telcos, um, all, the, uh, all the other uh, digital service providers like Google and Netflix and that. So what we have done is we've found uh, partners that already have those integrations into those service providers. And what we have now got, uh, we've, we've done is we've got the relationship with those, those sort of middlemen service providers. So we didn't have to go and try and convince retailers. We now just do a basic integration into a, a, a prepaid uh, partner. And that means we have an access to uh, the boutique, I mean, the, the bouquet of all their products that they have available. Right, so you're talking now about being able to subscribe to Netflix and buy things on Google Play and stuff, which is great for the profile of uh, Bitcoin and, and Centbee because it, I mean, I'm not saying it falsely gives the impression, but it brings those big names right into uh, a, a BSV integration. Yes, that's right. Uh, you know, I think that uh, uh, when you have the ability to use your Bitcoin on something that that people know about, uh, you know, a few years ago, Steam Games started accepting Bitcoin, and that did give a lot of credibility to Bitcoin as a payment system. Unfortunately, that was squandered uh, when BTC, uh, you know, ended up you know diverting and having the high fees. So, you know, now that we have the ability for our users to purchase things that they already know about and uh, and and would desire ordinarily, um, we can now not just provide that as a server to those users. But, um, you know, now it feels like Bitcoin is now sort of accepted socially. Right. I mean, you are, in a way, playing to the strengths of Bitcoin 
that work in an African context, I think. Yes, and uh, you know, when you when you live in Africa, when you live in an African country, you realize that um, the way people spend is different from, I guess, a, a European country or, or, or um, you know, United States or the UK. So uh, most people don't have bills that they're that they're paying every month you know they as soon as they get a little bit of money they will then go and spend it on something that they need you know they might um, buy pay-as-you-go airtime um, maybe send some to a relative so you know it really does fit in with the how how africans spend largely you know when they get money that's when they'll make a purchase for something. So this pay-as-you-go approach, bundling value-added services into, into Sendby Wallet, really does make sense in an African context. I know you, you put a lot of work into talking to regulators and uh, the financial establishment. How much do those relationships help with a product like this? Or were you able to just go ahead with this anyway? Uh, without having to ask any special favors or make any special arrangements? Well, we, we certainly haven't got any special favors or arrangements. Um, you know, we've been very open with the, with the regulators, you know, the Reserve Bank and the tax, uh, uh, the, revenues, the revenue service here. You know, um, we've always made sure that everything we do is transparent. And, uh, you know, before we go and launch a product, you know, we do get, uh, we, we have consultations and we speak to them and we discuss what we're doing. We tell them all our plans. And um, I think it's more been a case of, um, you know, um, making them feel comfortable with what we're doing. Um, you know, as, if, if uh, you know, we were being cagey or, you know, not being honest with uh, our plans, you know, they might start, um, you know, questioning what we're doing and, and making it difficult. But, you know, we've, we've gone out of our way to um, bring them into our, our decision making and, um, you know, and the discussions that we're having. So I think that they feel quite happy that uh, we're doing that. You know, there are a lot of uh, crypto type companies that are, are you know, are acting in the shadows and and it tends those tend to be the ones that they focus on so you know i think uh, what we're doing is you know we're slowly uh, bit by bit um you know building out this uh, this whole ecosystem although now you know we've got it it's quite extensive but because they've been along with us for the journey and um, ha have felt sort of part of it you know i think that they're becoming a little bit more confident and and feeling that you know this is not something that um they, they that's going to slip through their fingers so so i you know that was probably the the, the best thing that we did you know start from the very beginning, embracing them and bringing them on board. And uh, because of that now, you know, they have um, done some really cool things like creating a, a sandbox in, uh, that they can, uh, that companies can operate out of, you know, their, their, their position now, the, the, the Reserve Bank's position, you know, they've been working on uh, in consultation with us. And so, you know, we've managed to guide them through this process. And um, it's actually created now a very great, a very healthy environment for legitimate companies who are not trying to, you know, um, get people involved in, in Bitcoin, you know, with hopes of, of riches. You know, we're, we're showing them that this is a very financially inclusive technology. You know, we can we, we are providing uh, services to people who, again, have been excluded from the uh, digital uh, financial systems. And so it, we, they can see now that there's a lot of good that is going to come out of what we're doing. It was a year ago when we, we last talked. Um, you've obviously made tremendous progress since then because you have this whole new layer of utility. Where do you think this is going? I mean, in a year's time, what's the direction you'll be 
taking then, do you think? Uh, you know, we have now um, uh, actual live um, products available uh, here within South Africa. But, um, you know, we're not, we don't see ourselves just as a Southern, a Southern African co uh, a company. You know, we do see ourselves as a global company. And now that we've, we've worked out these models, we've managed to develop the technology uh, and also figured out what sorts of relationships are required to be able to roll these services out. We're certainly going to now uh, look to expand into uh, many other countries. Um, you know, our, the first thing we'll do is we're going to um, uh, um, uh, open up our international KYC, know your customer uh, processes, which will then allow international users from around the world to be able to f uh, fulfill whatever KYC obligations they have, which will mean then that we can uh, uh, sell Bitcoin uh, inside the wallet, or we'll be able to uh, provide these value-added services and, and so on. So, you know, we, we look at this place, uh, the country that we're in right now, as, as our kind of, you know, um, uh, the place that we're, we're developing all these ideas and uh, uh, we're absolutely going to now start looking externally and applying those in different countries. I know you already have a, a service which allows people in South Africa to send money to Nigeria. Um, I mean, this is a rather sort of ignorant question, but can't, if with I've got a cent B wallet, can't I send money into another cent B wallet wherever it is anyway. Yes, uh, but what we do is we don't send Bitcoin to other people's Bitcoin wallets. What we do is we, we, send, uh, we, we, send, we terminate into bank accounts or mobile money. So, um, you know, right now, if somebody gets Bitcoin, they're stuck with it unless they have a, a way to spend it or sell it. Um, what we do is we directly terminate into a, a bank account in local currency. So that means that uh, somebody, uh, you know, in South Africa sending money to Nigeria, they don't, they don't even know that they are interacting with Bitcoin. We actually have two ways of, of doing it. Um, one is uh, um, a, uh, a, with our Minute Money app, where you don't actually even know that you're using Bitcoin. You'll go into the into the retailer, or you'll load, uh, you'll do the bank integration in the in the app. It's not a wallet; um, it's a process app, and uh, you will then say, "This is the bank account I want to send this money to." Um, this is the name, and you'll hit send. And then what will happen is we will take that that fiat currency convert it to Bitcoin, send the Bitcoin, and then convert it back into the local currency and deposit it into the bank account. That is a, a way uh, for something for people to use the remittance app without having to have knowledge of Bitcoin or, or wanting to be exposed to Bitcoin or their volatility. Uh, I mean, it seems to me that what both those ideas, well, that, that idea and the, your new product have in common is that they are connecting two bits of the real world with a kind of BSV bridge, which may or may not be visible to the user, but you're using the sort of mobility and the flexibility of BSV, but very much plugged into real world situations. Is that the sort of strategy behind your business? Yes, well, uh, that's going to be the strategy of every Bitcoin business. Eventually, you know, you have to leave the Bitcoin world and uh, the Bitcoin BSV world and uh, end up in some, you know, non-Bitcoin related the system, either a bank account or a, a product or something like that. So I think, you know, the, the difficulty with Bitcoin has always been those, those uh, points, you know, the, the, the on-ramps and the off-ramps. And um, 
and you're, those are always going to be, you know, what we, we, we where, where most of the effort goes into into trying to solve those problems. You know, once you're in Bitcoin, it's easy. You know, you, you there's no difficulty there. You can send it wherever you like and do whatever. But at the end of the day, it has to translate into some kind of real world thing. And um, you know, most people right now don't get paid in Bitcoin. You know, they get paid in whatever currency they have. So we need a way for them to be able to easily get onboarded into Bitcoin. And then once they're onboarded, fine, they've got their Bitcoin wallet, but then we then need to get them out of Bitcoin as well. And that's where you know our strength lies, is being able to find those touch points, those on and off ramps, to make Bitcoin an actual real thing in the real world. Thank you so much, Laurie, and, and really good luck with your new product and uh, look forward to hearing uh, what the next stage will be. Thanks, Charles, it's always a pleasure. Many thanks to Lorian Gamaroff. After we recorded that conversation, Lorian did a live demo of the buying feature, which we'll be releasing on CoinGeek shortly, so keep an eye out for that. If you've enjoyed this edition of CoinGeek Conversations, or even if you haven't, would you please give us a like on YouTube or subscribe to the podcast? It will be much appreciated. Thanks for listening and goodbye.